Hey, this is Jim Graham from the Masculine Journey Podcast, where we explore relationship instead of religion every week. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. So, what they taught us in school isn't really the way it is. That our senses are playing tricks on us. You just gotta wonder, what is this reality that we find ourselves in? Quantum physics says it's all just waves of information. Do I believe that? And here we are, the granddaddy of all quantum weirdness. The infamous double slit experiment. I tell you everything. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now... Getting to know you, getting to know all about you, getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely. Precisely my cup of tea. Can I get a witness today on the Christian Car Guys show? Yes. Can I get a witness <laughs> on the Christian Car Guys show? So, you know, have you ever thought about the power behind just a drip of water, a drip of water? You mean like the Grand Canyon? Yeah, well, it it's a wave. It creates one little drip in a, in a body of water creates a wave. And so maybe through that little drip, you can explain, perhaps, why, you know, one person screaming out in the desert, wearing strange clothes, eating locusts and honey would make such an impact on the, his world at the time. Or maybe you've, you're familiar with the movie that just came out recently. It's called The Sound of Freedom. And for some reason, here's this, you know, difficult movie to watch, actually on sex trafficking and it really is holding its own against movies like Barbie and Oppenheimer. <laughs> like what, what's up with that? How could one little drip of water? Well, you know, interestingly, Jim Caviezel at the end of the movie, um, the sound of freedom, he, he quotes Steve jobs where he says the most powerful person in the world is a storyteller. The storyteller sets the vision, the values and agenda of an entire generation that is to come. And then he went on to quote and talk about how Abraham Lincoln said that it was Uncle Tom's cabin, that story, that led to the Civil War. And and Uncle Tom's cabin was certainly a drip, right? And in this movie, the, the Sound of Freedom is certainly a drip. But all that points to something that's really gigantically huge that I want to wonder with you about that has to do with all that stuff in that intro. 
Do you ever wonder why you have two nostrils? Like, and did you ever wonder, did you smell things differently out of your right nostril than you smell them out of your left nostril? Do you ever wonder why you have two eyes and two ears? Why the Bible says, you know, you got to have at least two witnesses. Why you have two hands? <laughs> your senses all come with messages, obviously, with information from more than one witness. And by the way, you know, if you want to, if you're not in a car, don't try this. But if, you, if, if you're in, at home or something, you might try this. It's a great experiment. I found out amazing things, and I'm not going to ruin it for you. Just go to your refrigerator, some food that you really like or you don't like, take your pick, and hold your finger over each nostril and, and take a big whiff with your right nostril, then take a big whiff, whiff with your left nostril, and you will come to certain conclusions that really I... I thought up this experiment on my own as I did it with my coffee, with my cocoa and my cinnamon. I did it with all these different things. I was like, oh my goodness, look at the information disparity between what my right nostril is telling me versus what my left nostril is telling me. And all that was pointing to, if I haven't confused you yet, and I'm trying not to, that you have two witnesses, which is really helpful is providing a depth of of perception, right? You got one eye. I bet if you're like me, if you're right-handed, your right eye gives you a better clarity, a distance, but close, close up. My left eye gives me better clarity. Why is that? Well, it gives me depth of perception, right? And you got four gospels. Think how little depth perception you would have in the story of the gospel. If you only had one, if you, if you were had three, you might miss the mark. Just saying. <laughs> I love that. It's a goodie. But uh, anyway, um, the idea is that witnesses are gigantically huge. And, and when you have one, you know, that's one thing. But when you all of a sudden you start to line up two or three or four, whatever, you, you begin to gather more information. And that information creates waves because one drip you know, it does one thing and another does another. And the next thing you know, you got all these people that have seen this movie, The Sound of Freedom, and they're all running out telling everybody else to go see it. And I can tell them why I've seen the movie and it's powerful. And, and as the host of Last Lantern Rescue, I'm all about bringing the light to, to um, what's going on in that. But interestingly, Jim Caviezel at the end of the movie, he said, you know, I, I, you know, the character that I played that helped rescue these people is not the hero of the story. And he said, I'm not the hero of the story. And he said that the hero of the story are the two little children that, that helped, you know, get each other out of the trafficking experience. And I thought about that. And it's all true. He's a hero because he did a great job of, of playing that character. And the original man that did the rescuing, he was a hero. And certainly those two children are the hero. But you know who the real hero of the story is? Now I'm going to just bear witness. It was God, right? I mean, Jesus was training that man from the point he went through special forces and all that he could learn in order to be able to use that stuff. It was love that, 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 that God gave those two children to love on their, you know, brother and sister in order to create the rescue. In other words, do we see, do we have a witness? Do we, do we have enough information to provide a witness to what really is important? Because turning a light on sex trafficking certainly is going to make an impact. But nothing like if all the people involved came to Jesus, right? <laughs> I mean, if you could be a witness to what God really does do when he starts to turn around a life, sex trafficking is a symptom to the problem. And it's not the problem. 
You see what I'm saying? In other words, I had all kinds of corruptions in my life until I came to know the Lord. So all of a sudden, this idea of your witness becomes gigantically huge. And your ability to provide information at a level that people, where you, where you could create a wave, like, like this powerful movie is creating, you know, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And so that wave is going on. How do you make an impact? And so, I, you know, God was teaching me, and that, that's where you get getting to know you. You know, if you listen to that clip, I had Dr. Quantum with his double clip, double slit experiment, right? Which we're going to get more into that. And then I, then I had, um, uh, you know, can I get a witness, obviously, and as we're talking about witnesses, and that was the temptations. And, and, and then, you know, I love that song, Telephone Line by Electric Light Orchestra. You want to tell everybody something? Well, those are all stories that I'm going to share within this show today. But one of the things I would love to hear from you, and we have lines open, and certainly, is is what have you witnessed that 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 you have an opportunity to share to share with people right now, where you can make an impact, right? And, and that you have the details that you can tell the story to where you can intersect other people's lives, like. A few weeks ago, I told the story about my dog passing away. Well, apparently that connected with several people because I got emails. I got a call from a young man wanting to tell me how he'd lost his cat, which was absolutely, it was an amazing story that he shared with me because my story impacted him. So the point of all this, to, to begin with the end in mind, is to share your story. So I have some stories. And I'm going to share my own. But I really want to hear yours, okay? One story I want to share that God really put on my heart to share. So, interestingly, I've been studying all this stuff about witnesses and John the Baptist and all this stuff. And Tuesday morning about, must have been about 2.30 in the morning, you're in that point where you're about to wake up, but you're not really awake. And all of a sudden, Jesus just came and got me. And he took me to some place that I, this was not like I intended to pray. Just God gave me this, Okay. And all of a sudden, he took me someplace, and he wanted to show me something. And he showed me what turned out to be, I guess, what one of those golden vases looks like that has your prayers in it. Because what he wanted to show me was one of my prayers. And it, it was in a very spectacularly beautiful place that was clearly held in great honor. <laughs> like, like, really? That's my prayer in there? Yeah, this is your prayer, Robbie. And then he played it, right? And it was like a, a heavenly MP3 player is all I can say. And so here's his prayer. And it was me praying for somebody to, to come to know Jesus, an individual, but it was in a language unfamiliar to me. It was in my voice. But, you know, I'd been asking God to hear what the Holy Spirit sounded like. I don't know. But what I do know is that, man, here was this golden, beautiful, like, unbelievable, we'll be right back with more. And your calls, 866-34-TRUTH. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. And here we are, the granddaddy of all quantum weirdness, the infamous double-slit experiment. I tell you
There we go. Can I get my voice on the... <laughs> Can I get a witness today on the Christian Car Guy show? Uh, we are... You know, I was just telling this story um, of what happened to me this week. It, 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 it's, I would call it a vision more than a prayer because I hadn't intended for it to happen. And all of a sudden, Jesus just came and he took me to a spectacular place. I'm going to assume it was heaven. I just, you know, he didn't say, here we are in heaven. He just took me there. And, and there was this... I guess for lack, it was a container. I don't know that I would call it a bowl. It, I could, it's really hard to describe, but I can tell you it was golden and it was spectacular and it was cherished. And, and there resided somehow or another this prayer. And I really did not know the language, I, I, but I could tell the prayer and, and who it was that I was praying for and all those kind of things. And, and but the, the real message that I felt the Lord wanted me to get was you just don't have any idea how precious to him those prayers are. And I, you know, I, I immediately got up and usually, you know, you don't remember all, but I remembered the details so that I could write them down on my journal almost immediately when I got up. I mean, it was one of those things. So again, in order for that little drip to cause a wave, you know, how do you relate to that? Did you ever have such an experience? You know, what would that look like for you? Or if you had something where you, you could sense that they were, you know, God was just so excited about your prayer. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Well, Bill, you said that that sparked off the time right after you came to Christ and he came and spent time with you. Well, you know, I was also thinking about when I dealt with my alcohol problem. And I got down on my knees and gave my rededicated myself to Christ. And God sent me to the Samaritan Soup Kitchen to volunteer there. So I was down there every Thursday night running the kitchen for, um, you know, 30 years. But after about the first five years, there was a guy that came up to me who'd been in their Cornerstone rehab program and had invited me to go to his AA meeting. And I remember saying, you know, I don't get it. I don't understand. Why do you go to AA meetings? He says, well, it reminds me that I'm one of those people that can't have one drink. If I start drinking, I've got to drink till I fall asleep or pass out. And the light bulb went on. I mean, it was just miraculous. In my spirit, I knew that I'd been too proud to have ever gone to AA and that God had me going down and working at the Samaritan as my AA, and in almost as clear a fashion as we're talking here, I remember God saying, that's right, and once a month we'll be fine from now on. And, you know, I've shared that story, and you know, I've had the opportunity many, many, many times to work with folks that have a drinking, a drinking problem, and that's one of the stories that I share with how God can deal with us and get us through, and we just have to be open to listening and believing right you started you start a wave with your own story right you, you know that little bitty drip where you share that information it connects to somebody. a little bitty drip we all are in our own way <laughs> right but it yes. said you know in the book of acts you're, you're going to receive power from on high when mm. you, you know when you share that story so you know getting back to the double slit experience if if you ever and again, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, I put the whole quantum uh, video there so you can see the infamous double slit experiment. But basically, to, to give you the, the, the gist of it, is they took essentially photon, they, they took pieces of energy, 
and they shot it through two little slits on a very small level. That's what quantum means. And they're, and they're going to see what, the, what that energy does on the other side of these two slits. When they had one slit, you just get one line. And when they shot that energy through, they expected to see two lines because there were two slits. But instead of getting two lines, they got what's called an interference pattern, which would be several lines, seven, eight, ten lines going across a whole spectrum, which would indicate that as those particles of matter hit that slit, it somehow or another became a wave because waves leave interference patterns. In other words, as you send out a wave, it hits another wave. It, it changes the direction of both waves so that they hit in different places with the intensity still being in the middle the most, but then you, you see this whole wave pattern. And so the scientists were quite confused and how could this be? Because we sent matter, but it, it's, it's showing up on this back screen once we put it through two slits, which is interesting, in, in, in order to, to create this, what, what they call an interference pattern. Okay, so when you think about it, when your story, right, impacts another person's story, there's an interference. In other words, and, and they're going to decide based on the information that they have, is that story true or not? And that's why, again, if you got somebody else who had a similar story to yours, it, 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 it adds volume to the wave, right? And, and so when we see these stories like John the Baptist begin to take power because it's, it's, he could relate well with a lot of other people's story, however that works. And, and you're going to find that, you know, if you, if you walked into a, a, a group of Buddhist monks and started talking about going to AA, you wouldn't relate really well with them, right? Because none of them have a drinking problem, probably. I don't know. But I'm just saying, you know, if you walk into a place like that, but, it, but if you walk into prison and start telling that story, a lot of those people have had similar problems with addiction and all that sudden, a lot of people can relate with you. And, and you, you obviously are interfering with a whole lot of lives and you got a real opportunity to affect so, folks. So... Along those lines, you know, can I get a witness? You know, what does that look like for you? We got Miss J is in Greensboro. Miss J, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Hey, can I get a witness? Does anybody know Jesus? Won't you make it all right? How you doing? <laughs> I, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> um, one of my witnesses is... um. There was like it, it was like God showed me a vision, like I was um, a child bringing um, something to your parents, and you look what I did today, like a picture drawing, and I was showing. Whoa! Apparently, we got a break coming. Miss um, Jay, can you stay with us so we can hear? Um, we're wanting to hear the the story about the picture on the other side of this break. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear. I will be right back. Thanks. Okay. All right, we need your story, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. We'll be right back. Can I get a witness? You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. And here we are, the granddaddy of all quantum weirdness, the infamous double slit experiment. I 
can I get a witness today on the Christian Car Guys show? <laughs> You're so glad that you are listening. And we have Miss J, where we're going to hear the rest of this story, which I'm definitely interested in. Miss J, you're on the Christian Car Guy show again. So tell us again, because we were having a little trouble hearing through your phone about the, the book. Yes. Can you hear me clearly now? Yes, it's a little better. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, but I did turn it all the way down. I'm using two different phones here. Um, well, the picture, um, it was, it, you know, it's the, it, after being a time in with him, you know, I'm an adult, and then he showed me as a, showed me this um, vision um, as me as a little child giving him a picture that I may have drawn at school or something, and I was going at my parents and seeing what I had did. And I was showing him the picture, and he gave me the attention, but I didn't have his full attention. And he was looking afar off, and I cared. The, the whole point of it was I started caring, being selfless about myself, and started caring about what he was looking at. So I cared to look at what he was looking at, and that's when my, my vision began to start with him. And um, I started hearing the poem, the words of his mouth, like, you live within yourself like a bird in a cage. Seeing and doing mainly what others wanted you to do instead of doing what I wanted you to do. It's time. It's time to make a change. And then I began to see myself through my father's eyes, looking through the eyes of my father. I finally know what he sees in me. Heartfelt love, devotion, both streaming down my face. I do believe the word became flesh in me. That was the beginning of um, a lot of my ministry. Um, as, uh, as far as um, my relationship with him, building and bonding with the Lord. How cool is that? And, you know, I love the idea of vision. And that's really how a lot of this started with me this week is I was looking at the word witness in Hebrew, and it begins with the letter ayin. And the, and the letter ayin looks like a Y because it has everything to do with vision. In fact, it is your eyes. You got two eyes, but they, they connect to one optic nerve, which takes two things and it makes one. And so it's kind of cool that he took what you were thinking and, and put his vision in it to, to, to give you his vision, which is, by the way, a lot of what a witness does is they just they are simply telling you an eyewitness, an eyewitness example of, of what it was they saw. So that's absolutely beautiful, Miss Jay. Thank you so much for calling today. I'm sorry our phones are just a little bit strange. We had to go back to the old system, but next week maybe we'll be back on the new one. But thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. I appreciate you loyally listening. God bless. You know I love the platform. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, different phones have different reactions. So to try calling us, we hopefully can get your story. Yes, Bill? I, I thought you did that just so I could think of scuba diving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just just, like- yeah, when you're underwater. Yeah, that's just our phone system, not Miss J. She was, she was doing what she can do. So I wanted to tell another story that actually happened this morning. Um, so as is my normal prayer life, it just is that, that, um, I like to climb up in Jesus's lap and especially on show day, like Saturdays, like one of my, because he always takes me, like I've been working all week on this idea of witnessing and all this stuff. And I expect him to take me somewhere that has to do with what I've been working on. Um, and tell me what he wants the show to be about. So I climb in his lap and, and I have, it. it's actually 
looks like an eagle that takes me into his presence, okay? I call it the Netzer because that's Hebrew for eagle, and it's very much like the Holy Spirit. But anyway, I ride on this the back of this eagle, into, and that's my normal routine. It may sound strange to you, but it's what I do. And I often, he takes me places I had no idea he was going to take me. So this morning, and I guess he knows I'm a Star Trek fan. So he says, Robbie, would you like to go back in time? We'll slingshot around the sun. And so we did that. And he takes me back actually to my daughter Mariah's wedding last June. That was a really fun experience. And he, he took me to another fun experience. But then all of a sudden, there I was back in time, and I was in the hospital. I was headed into my mother's room when I was 12 years old. She had attempted suicide, and we were told to tell her goodbye because she wouldn't be there in a few hours. And I did not see this coming. And... I hadn't thought about that in years and years. You know, uh, it was a horrible experience that my, what my mother went through back then. She took all her medication and she climbed in the backseat of a car and they didn't find her with all sorts of sleeping medicine and all this stuff for over a week. And when they found her, um, they actually had to do an emergency tracheotomy because she was barely breathing and the policeman actually cut it, cut it himself. And... You know, they rushed her to the hospital. They rushed us to the hospital. I was 12. And they're like, you need to say goodbye to your mom because there's no way she can come out of this. Well, she did. Okay. But what Jesus wanted, the reason he took me there, the Holy Spirit took me there. So Jesus, however it all works, I'm never sure. But I just know God took me there. And there I was. And I was wondering why. And he said, listen. And I said, I... Now I'm going to be alone. And knowing what I now know about spiritual warfare, what Jesus wanted me to know is I made an agreement with Satan that I was alone. I was going to be alone. And I, I was actually, my mother stayed in the hospitals for the next year and a half. I didn't hardly see her. It took before she totally recovered, but you know, those of you who've listened to the show a long time know before she passed, you know, along, you know, she made many calls into the show. She was a delight, right? But she really went through it back when I was 12 years old. But when you make an agreement with Satan that now you're on your own, you see my longest, greatest desire of God that I've always, always, always wanted was that idea of picking up the phone and staying on the line with him always. You know, unfortunately, I hang up (laughs) and I don't know where he is, you know, and I wake up and I go, oh, God, where have you been? And so for years, I've been praying, God, help me to make sure that you stay on the line with me that I don't. And so this morning he was showing me, Robbie, see where you made this agreement that you're going to be alone. It's part of the veil that you created for yourself and you need to break that agreement. You're not alone. And so I've spent the morning working on breaking that agreement. And he actually took me three or four other places where I build on that agreement. But that was the root of that agreement was right there in that hospital with my mother in the middle of that traumatic incident. But you see, because I had that, 
and he helped me break it. I honestly, for the first time, I can, I have had way better time this morning staying on the line with Jesus than I ever have in my life. Thus, you hear the, you know, the 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 bit from the electric light orchestra. <laughs> you know, stay on the line, stay on the line, Robbie. I want to, I want to have you there, right? And so, there's another story. Like and and God wanted me to share that story. That's another eyewitness account of what He did with me this week. What did you know? What what did He do this week to help you? Because I can say that honestly, I'm very excited about you know almost every hour coming up. Like how long can this? I mean, we really reached a new level. God and I did, and that they're getting to know you, right? Getting to know all about you. I love that song from the King and I and. You know, if I can stay connected to him, I can see more of how he's feeling about things, about how he, how I'm doing. You know, I, I, it's a matter of comfort that that comfort and repentance are the same word in Hebrew. And so, it's interesting to me that in order to be comforted, you got to be connected. You can't hang up, <laughs> right? And, and so, you know, it's kind of cool. I, in fact, it's more than cool for me to to see by me breaking this agreement. You know, does that help in this never-ending quest that I seem to have of not hanging up of of the phone, whatever that looks like? And so I know we got phone systems, but I would certainly, you know, can I get a witness? Have you got something like that in your life where you made an agreement that you were going to be alone? 866-348-7884, you know, the you know, I'm on my own now. I'm going to have to do it. You know, if it's up to be, it's up to me. You know, I, you know, I got it. You know, those kind of things, they they leave us in a fog. You're looking at me like you. you well, I, part of me is trying to wonder why in the world you made an agreement with Satan or anybody else to be alone. But we don't have time to get into that, I'm sure. Um, I've got a group of three fellows that helped me do prison ministry. And we did the uh, program Sunday morning at the um the prison, and I realized I pulled out my card, and the daggum thing was three months out of out of date. And the first thing that came to my mind is yeah, they've let me come in, and they haven't checked it, but they're going to check it. I'm sure I got to get this fixed. And then the second thing was that there's only one lady that can fix it, and she only comes in on Fridays. But you're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you, getting to like you, getting to hope you like me, getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely, you are precisely my cup of tea. I'm not alone. Can I get a witness today on the Christian Car Guys show? And speaking of witnesses, I could, I almost could have guessed that once who uh, our actress that once starred in the King and I, and I'm no doubt has sung that song, getting to know you and Alt, and you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. 
Good morning. Yes, I know. I was just singing along and getting to know you. you know? I mean, just, oh, my gosh. Shades of the past, I'm telling you. <laughs> what a wonderful part that was, though, and how ironic that I basically started my, you know, theatrical or, you know, showbiz career doing Anna and the King and I, and how symbolic that was, you know, of my whole life. You know, it's the King, our King of Glory. Ah, know, isn't so. it? Getting to know uh-huh. him has been quite the story, hasn't it? Yes, indeed. <laughs> and I love the whole idea that <clears throat> in order to be comforted, you can't hang up. You know, we have to have the guts and having the guts to share our struggles, you know, like you're doing, like you do every week, which, make, uh, which allows others to share their struggles, you know, <clears throat> wrestlings of trying to stay in touch with the invisible God, you know, um, and it is, I mean, it is always getting to know you. Yeah. I mean, we're always, yeah, it's, it's that whole process of the Lord of getting to know you. You're getting to know him. And um, it, it is a lifelong process, isn't it? Oh, and it's so fun, though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every single morning. And, and this morning, you know, after we, we, we went through the break in that agreement and, uh you know, I was telling Bill and during the break, he was trying to understand that that what Satan does, even to a 12-year-old little, little boy, is he's trying to get you to agree with a lie if you can do that. And it was a lie that I was going to be alone. I was not going to be alone. But who slipped the thought in my mind, in my mind, was probably Satan, where he says, now you're going to be alone. But whatever I said, oh. Now I'm going to be alone. And once I've said that lie, you see, I've now betrayed yeah. God because I was never alone and will never be alone. And right. and, and so oh. once you, you've created this agreement with a lie, now you've got something that, that's got to be broken, you know, which Jesus can do legally because you're, he's your husband. He can break your contract that you made that, that you're going to be alone. Well, that's about the last thing in the world anybody wants, right, Ann? <laughs> Right, exactly. And that is a key agreement. I mean, that is definitely one of the keys in our relationship with the Lord. That thing, you're, you're, you know, <clears throat> Satan's message that you're going to be alone. And the root was with your mom, which is so close to our hearts, you know, those, those sorts of things. And um, that whole thing of in order to be comforted, you can't hang up. You have to have the guts to share your struggles. And your wrestlings of trying to stay in touch with the invisible God, you know, I love that. And always a wrestling match during Earth life. We have to stay in touch, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's why they call us Israel, that we wrestle with God. Exactly, exactly. But anyway, I'm enjoying the show immensely. <laughs> well, thank you. As always, I'm so grateful for your call and for, I knew, I was like, when I thought of the King and I, so I was thinking about that song because I had so much fun this morning. Um, oh gosh, that- I love, and I tell you something that was one of the roles, and I did I was able to do a lot of wonderful roles in my past, but that was my absolute favorite. You know, getting and what a song to sing! I got to sing it to the children on the stage, but I also got to sing it to the audience. So, it, and that is our life struggle, isn't it? To get out of ourselves and getting to know you, you know, getting to know each other, and uh, it's, it's just that constant, you know, um, endeavor to do that. So. But so I just just had to call and say, getting to know you. And, well, uh, do me a favor, because the next line is the one, you know, 
where, where, where she talks about being light and breezy. Can you sing that one for us? Oh, yeah. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you, getting to like you, getting to hope you like me, and then getting to know you, getting to feel free no, uh, and easy. You know. Right, and I then just, yeah. say, haven't you noticed, suddenly I'm light and breezy? I'm light and breezy. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it is so true. When we get to know each other from the heart, to, and to accept each other in all of all of our complexities. You know what I'm saying? And to know what and, to say. You know, so many people say, yeah. I don't know what to say in prayer. <laughs> they really do. I've heard it, you know, a lot. And I feel that way at times. Like, that's why I asked the Holy Spirit, do that growing, because I got no idea what to say here. <laughs> yeah. But Lord, teach me what to say, you know. And, and, and so when you feel like you know what to say or you, you have a chance to respond, you, you get that light and breeze. You know, you, you don't feel like, a poser sitting there trying to talk to somebody you don't really know. Exactly. It's not that weight of, oh, it's up to me. I've got to do something. And then suddenly it just, it just, the light and breezy comes, you know, and you know, it's the Lord. And, and it's that, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. And, and the, the, the joy of fellowship in the Lord, true fellowship and, you know, unencumbered by our, our heaviness. <laughs> you right. know well, mean? you are by all means, and a great witness. Thank you so much for calling today, and hope you have yeah. a great, great, great day. We'll best, be... best of the day for you guys. Too. <laughs> all right, thanks. We <laughs> should be having another Christian Car Guy Theater episode coming up quickly. Waiting on one more set of lines, and we will get that going. But Bill, what are your thoughts? One is, she, boy, she came through great. I don't know which phone line she dialed, but the, the, she, she's got a wonderful voice. I always love to hear her when she calls in. Um, we got to remember we've got to share our story, that we're supposed to be a light on the hill in a time of refreshing, and that we've got to always be ready to tell people why we've got a faith, where we're going to go, and who we love. We've got to share with those that we love a faith in Jesus, and we've got to see those people that we're around and share with them that they've got the opportunity to be part of Jesus's family. We've got that obligation to be ambassadors right? and to get the word out. And the neat thing is if you can stay connected, he will give you, it's uncomfortable, right? It's not easy, believe me. <laughs> but if, if you're not connected, apart from him, you can do nothing. But if you're connected, he gives you the boldness, right? To share the truth and what you're actually going through, right? Well, you got to ask, yes, God, give me awareness to know who you want me to talk to. And there are plenty of people to talk to. We just make the assumption that they're not. But God will open you up and give you the opportunity if you want the opportunity. Yeah, that's the thing is, is that prayer. Um, it's, it's obviously precious. I got that from, from what he was showing me this week. And, and obviously one little drip of water, somebody shared Jesus with Billy Graham. You know, somebody... Um, shared Jesus with, you know, Billy Sunday, um, with, you know, R.C. Sproul, or you, you name it. Somebody, you know, shared whatever that was with somebody that started another, you know, wave of, of what God is going to do. And when he gets behind it, you know, it's amazing. So in the book of Genesis, you might note that the first time that they talk about a witness, they heap up a bunch of rocks and they sit on them and they eat on them. Well, the word heap and the word wave in Hebrew are the same word, just telling you, just as another little indication of why 
the idea of your witness and that little drip of water that creates this wave was connected to the very first time it's mentioned in the Bible. So I got to tell you, remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went. You can make that kind of wave and got it all done in 33 years. And I hope that you will be a witness this week. Thanks for listening. This is the Truth Network.